This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Here now is Matt Austin and Ginger Gadston with Florida's Fourth Estate. I'm assuming it's in that plant. <laughs> Dogs proving they are more than man's best friend. If we can stop one child being being abused, you know, that one day it's worth buying 50 of these dogs. But a kid's biggest protector, how canines are getting results for exploited children. That is such an incredible story, and I cannot yeah. wait to share it with you guys because when we heard about it, we were like, they can do what and how do they do it and where do we find these dogs? You just don't find them in nature. They have to be trained. <laughs> Welcome to another fantastic edition of Florida's Fourth Estate, everyone. I'm Ginger Gadsden. Yeah, these dogs don't even make sense how they can actually <laughs> smell computer chips. I'm like, a computer chip's smell, but they get... 30 times more powerful noses than we do, which is very cool. So we've got a fantastic yeah. interview coming up after the break. But the first thing we have for you, as always, are some of the crazy headlines that popped up in Florida during the past week or so. And this couple, I mean, they typify what a Florida story is all about. I want to say right off the bat, they are not Floridians. Okay, these people are from Maine. Sounds like they have sort of a transient lifestyle. They made their way down to Florida, where they're now making headlines. Here is Shannon Kay and Derek Pearson. They are together. Turns out this couple is accused of kidnapping a guy at gunpoint, threatening to kill him, driving him around while pointing various and sundry weapons at him, all while their toddler is in the car. They took the word kidnapping and they thought, yeah, we need to bring our kid along with us for the kidnapping. This took place in Daytona Beach. And the whole story is just kind of out of this world. It's awful. Crazy. It's awful. I mean, they loaned this guy a car, according to the dude. He took it out for a evening of debauchery with drugs which he freely admitted to the police and then when he brought it back apparently it was missing $80 in cash and a cell phone so then they kick in his door drag him in the car and they're like you're gonna find all of our stuff and meanwhile he's looking over at this kid not in a car seat by the way but an just an story. unreal set of circumstances you just wonder like how how do people get to this place in their life? I, I do not know. And, you know, I am glad the child is in protective custody right now because that poor baby did not ask did not ask for that situation. And when we heard that story, I'm like, that can't be right. Their own, you know, people have, you take your kid to work day. They really took that to another level and it should have not happened. And this is what happens with people who come to Florida. These people aren't even from Florida, but they sully our state's good name. And so now all anybody's gonna remember is that they were found in Florida. They're not from here. They're not our people. But I'm so glad that, you know, authorities were able to get that baby and that baby's going to be taken care of, at least better care than what these two people were able to do. It is just really, really sad what some people will put their kids through. It's very true. Just an insane situation. And you would just 
find it unconscionable. They're like, hey, uh, we have this kidnapping to do today, but we couldn't find a sitter. So we're just going to bring the little one along. It's not like going to yeah. do your laundry or something. Anyway, that's no. just, that story it's, blew my yeah, mind. Yeah, it really, it, and it continues to do so. All right, moving on to another story that really got our attention. And I was thankful that we did not have Smell-O-Vision uh, this week because we've done stinky stories on this town twice now in about a month. And I'm talking about beautiful Mount Dora. When you think of Mount Dora, you just think of this, oh, this peaceful little serene community. But so beautiful. People, they real it really is gorgeous but there's this community uh it's near sullivan ranch and they say there is a stench that is just unbelievable and it has gotten worse over the years and it just never leaves it is there day and night you wake up to it you go to bed to it you have your dinner to it everything else it, it, that stench is always there so they held a meeting to address what happened and here's how one guy described it in the last three or four years, it has just gotten absolutely unbearable. Uh, some days we even, some mornings we even smell it inside the house as we're waking up. Mm -hmm. mm. Can you imagine you're inside your nice, clean home? You just took a shower and you get out of the shower and there's this stench waiting there holding a towel. It's like, hey. <laughs> oh, I picture the first thing you wake up to in the morning and smell. I like to smell coffee bacon it's like the most important mm. smell of the day yeah. is the first yeah. smell you get but if you're waking up to some sort of funk so the the town is actually going to buy what they're kind of calling a sniffer to try to figure out where this is coming from is it coming from a water treatment plant which they've already upgraded is it coming from a factory yeah. they're trying to figure out exactly where the issue is coming do not from. want to be a part of that task force you just go around looking for <laughs> funk uh they had an issue in mount dora not long ago which was an easier scent to track down because it was coming from the place that was making the medical marijuana so the people were kind of they didn't like that smell, but at least they knew you where know it was coming from that smell. and what it was. And yeah. so, you know, and it, you know, it's Mount Dora, so they were a little high on the idea of just trying to literally. You know, <laughs> Mount Dora, one of my favorite places yeah. to hang out. By the oh, way, we are it's, we it's, love it, and it, it is sad that the neighbors there who live in that beautiful place are having to put up with that. I, I can't, and these guys are smell. saying that it's gotten worse over the yeah. years. I can't imagine for that, years. You know, they've been dealing with it. Yeah. Well, so. last week we brought you a sad story of a killer whale that had washed up on Florida for the first time in recorded history. This week, we've got a young boy who pulled in an 11-foot great white shark. Are you kidding me? This took place down in Fort Pierce, Florida, and you just don't expect to see these creatures. Uh, you can watch him pull it in. They videotaped the whole thing. This is a 12-year-old boy. He's on vacation. You know, nobody... Just we're the only people who are actually like from here. Uh, great white shark off the coast of Fort Lauderdale. He was nervous bringing it. Look at the back on that thing. It's like a surfboard. He has been working out. <laughs> he has not skipped back day. That is for sure. So good, good for the kid. He got to catch a great white shark. I would imagine that is a uh, cut the old line. Uh, yeah, I, they, they tagged it and, and released yeah. it, but he was like, he was nervous. And I think it took him like 45 minutes to reel that thing in. I, I would think that they would need definitely a bigger boat, but he was with a charter company. So they knew exactly what they were doing. Wouldn't that be great? You go out with a charter company, they're doing all the work, but you're reeling and reeling. And that's what's on the other end of that yes. line. Holy cow. What a fishtail. <laughs> this 12 year old, get, he peaked too early. He never needs to go fishing again. He caught a great white shark. And now he uh, is forever 
the king of and fishing. Trump is everywhere. Everyone's talking about this kid. That's yeah. the thing. Everyone's talking about this kid. So congratulations to him. And I hope he has many more uh, fish tales to tell, but he doesn't have to go back out ever again. You're right. Just live, you know, on that story for the yeah. rest. Unless of he catches life, a blue so. whale, he's good. Well, okay. That's, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. Another story that we, uh, that caught our attention you know, we love to travel. We love a good vacation and everyone has to go through TSA security, right? You have to go, you take your check bags. I have forgotten things in my luggage and I'll, on my carry on, but it's usually like a industrial size bottle of hand lotion because my skin gets so dry and you know how I like to lotion up, right? Always. <laughs> but TSA, they have had a record year with guns coming through on checked bags. And I'm not talking about a little bit of guns. They're saying that they had something like 6,400, I'm sorry, 6,542 firearms were confiscated. Florida had the highest number of airports, the most airports in this list. We had three in the top 10 with Orlando, uh, Central Florida, Orlando International Airport coming the highest on that list. Number six, they found 162 guns on people who were going to take it onto planes. So we had Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, and of course, Tampa were on that top 10 list. But get this, Matt, about 88% of the guns they confiscated loaded had bullets. Yeah. Well, that's how you that's carry crazy. your gun. I mean, I think a lot of, we do okay. these stories a lot and people think like, oh, these people are trying to sneak a gun on a plane to, you know, hijack the plane. They are just most of, I mean, I would imagine 99% of the time they have their concealed carry weapon on them and they forget it. And then they, I don't, but you would think of all the times to not forget your concealed carry, that would be the one. And they will but do you in. Those machines and those dogs, they catch you. And speaking of dogs, oh, man, do we have a, an incredible pooch to show you right after the break. And he is catching child porn creepers all the time. You can run, but you can't hide. You're going to meet him right after the break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Welcome to Florida's Fourth Estate. So glad to have you with us today. And we know a lot of people think of dogs as being waggy tails and drooling, but some of them actually have superpowers. The dog we're going to introduce you today works at the Kissimmee Police Department and can sniff out not just drugs or something that you would expect to have like a real tangible smell, but computer chips. And these dogs find child porn creepers. It is amazing what they do. Glad you're with us today. I'm Matt Austin. And I'm Ginger Gatz, and I'm so excited that Florida's Fourth Estate is finally going to the dogs in the best way possible, Matt, <laughs> because I've been wanting to, to talk to this canine officer 
for a long, long time, because when you figure out how he does what he does, it is really so incredible. And it's so important in stopping a big issue. And that is child pornography, right? And so to do that, we have a special guest with us, a couple of special guests. We're talking to Officer Georgie Torres and K-9 Baxter with the Kissimmee Police Department. We are so happy to have you guys with us. Officer Torres, thank you for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Baxter and what he actually does? Because when we say he sniffs out uh, things that involve child sex crimes, people are like, what? What are you talking about? Baxter is a five-year-old English Labrador, and he is trained to detect the presence of a chemical that is actually used in the manufacturing process um, of electronic storage devices. So things such as cell phones, thumb drives, SD cards, external hard drives, uh, all the manufacturers use a common chemical component uh, as part of their manufacturing process. And that chemical is what uh, canine Baxter actually detects. You said it took about six months initial training, even though he's been training since birth. How many dogs like Baxter are there in the state of Florida? Because I understand you guys work a lot. We do. Um, I'm assigned to a task force out of the Florida Department of Law Enforcement's Orlando region. So we cover nine counties. Um, as of right now, to my last count, I want to say there's about seven or eight um, ESD canines uh, in the state. And then about nationwide, um, coming from the trainer where we receive Baxter from, there are about 100 uh, in the nation. So it's still a relatively new discipline, um, something that I hope every agency gets one, uh, hopefully, uh, in the not so distant future, but uh, it's still relatively new. Wow, truly yep. a rare breed. That is amazing. Well, I feel like Baxter, I can see he's kind of antsy. He's ready to get down to business. Yeah, so let's show us what are we going to see today? Kind of explain it to us and then take us through. You you have hidden a nefarious device and Baxter's going to find it for us today. Is that what's right, going to happen? I've got, I've got three rooms that are set up. Uh, one is a kitchen setting. Um, one is a garage. And then one is a room with that, that houses a bunch of chemicals. Uh, we're going to just show you the three uh, different types of environments um, and, and you'll see how it works. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. I'm assuming it's in that plant. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you knock it out, there's actually some drive that was in the bottom of the... Uh, he of actually the knocked device. out the thumb drive? Yeah. He found yeah. it and yeah. knocked it out for you? He is so geared up to work his nose is already working without me even really giving him the command. So from the doorway, he can already tell that there's a device here and he can already tell the area where it was. So he came, he ran right here and let me show his nose into the plant and then like a savage, he knocked it over and pulled it out. So, <laughs> so something like this, even uh, in, in the best scenario, this could take two detectives easily two hours to search a room uh, this size. Okay, I know you have other locations too. We'll, we'll let you get to those. But as you walk to the next location, I, can you just tell me when you learned that there was a, a canine like Baxter and the possibility to solve these kinds of crimes, what does that do for you and your line of work? Um, it's very valuable because uh, what we do is so important. Um, you know, a lot of the children that we deal with, obviously, the the, the child victims are, are going through horrors that that us as adults we can't even comprehend. Mm -hmm. Um, so whatever we as law enforcement can do to save a child, you know, they're, they're the most vulnerable. They, most of these kids can't pick up a phone and call 911 and let somebody know that something's going on. Um, so when news of, of, of this type of canine discipline came out, um, 
I was all over it uh, in my unit as well. We 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 tried to vet this out, and um, and and there I give the credit uh, to to the Kissimmee Police Department's administration because I brought this to their attention. And uh, as you can imagine, with the administration of, of, of an agency this size, there there's budget constraints and budget concerns and things like that. So and there's no shortage of companies that come up with you know things for law enforcement to try and buy. Not everything works. Um, so they can't just blanketly say, okay, we're going to buy whatever you know, our, our, our officers want. Um, but once we vetted this out, um, it was go time from, from the agency standpoint. And we went out there and we made the purchase and made it happen. And it's paid off uh, greatly because the way I look at it is, you know, the cost for Baxter, obviously there is a cost associated with purchasing him and everything. But if we can stop one child being from being abused, you know, that one day, it's worth buying 50 of these dogs. Um, oh yeah. hundred percent. I totally agree. Okay. So I want to, I want to see this next, uh, I want to see this next area, my friend, because that okay. was too easy. Let's, we got to challenge <laughs> so this easy. guy. So where are we going next? We were just in the kitchen. We headed yep, to, so uh, here is a, um, like a closet setting. Um, but there's a lot of chemicals that are housed in here. Um, so you're going to see the dog work, um, where, where now the dog is going to have to deal with uh, distraction sense. Oh, he's going to have to sniff through some fabulous. Yeah. He's going to have to get through all that stuff. Fabulous stuff. But yeah, he's going to have to get through all that stuff. Tails wagon. I love how joyous he is. Show me. Hot dog. Yes, sir. You see, he's actually scratching here. There's an iPad that's underneath. <gasps> um, yeah, you see it? Like that's. Sorry, I'm trying to dig it out. He's, he's trying to grab it out there for me, but there is a, uh, there's an iPad that was underneath there. Wow. Now, just for, for reference, this here is full of oil. The that's on top is full of oil. The rag that the laptop was under is full of oil, and so is this. So there's a lot of distraction in this one area. Wow. He is an impressive creature. That is amazing. So potted plants can't beat him. Various and sundry chemicals can't beat him. Well, we have one more trial for this stud. Yep. Feeling good about it. I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> oh, that tail's going already. Oh, you yeah. see here, this is probably the equivalent of a three-car garage. Um, it's pretty pretty wide open space. You have you know, paint cans, you've got just all kinds of different things uh, that are going on here. Way cleaner than my garage, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> so, see. Oh boy. Show me. No, I'll do it. Show me. Show me. Good boy. <laughs> so if you look here, um, there is a smart watch that's in this case in here. So oh, you know, wow. detect it out. So the smart watch was it was actually inside of this thing here. You know, I don't know. This is maybe nine hundred square feet. I don't know. Um, but it Big. would take us easily four hours to search this. It, the possibilities are endless of places where you can hide something. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, in a, real world, in a real world setting, also, I would have just stopped with one device. I would have them search the rest of the room. 
which sure. he's doing on his own right now. If you see, <laughs> he's like, I want he's going to be food. pulling VCRs out of the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's making sure that we didn't miss something because he wants more food. It is so impressive, not just what he's doing, but the way you have him trained. I can tell you guys spend a lot of time together. I, he's put a lot of effort into this, and you have put a lot of effort into him. So the team that we're getting to watch right now, so impressive. Thank you guys so much for showing us all of this. I feel like I got a behind-the-scenes look at the like a magic trick that David Copperfield does. It's so incredible. I mean, it, it really, if we had not seen it with our own eyes, because we've done stories and you hear about how it happens, but until you see it for yourself and see him in action, I do have one quick question before we go. We have less than a minute. Uh, uh, I have a I have a little girl dog cinnamon. She's interested in perhaps maybe seeing Baxter at some point. <laughs> Baxter date. There's some good genetics in there. Cinnamon's oh babies could smell anything. We appreciate what you do, Officer Torres and and Canine Baxter. Thank you for for everything because you really are making a difference in getting results in this community. We love it. Thank you very much. And thank you for watching Florida's Fourth Estate. You can download it from wherever you listen to podcasts or watch anytime on News 6 Plus.